The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Crack open your tropical Red Bull, Alex Casey. The time is nigh. Let's go. <laughs> Kia ora, welcome to The Real Pod. Um, hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, I'm Jane. I'm joined by Duncan Group, Alex Casey. It's your reality TV and real life in New Zealand and beyond. Podcast. I've got Ooh. some world news today. World some news. Who? Some world, world news. news. Yeah, well, Do we have a sting for that? World news. <laughs> um, our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash real pod corner. It's not a page. Is that it's, world a, news? it's a. It's a. No, you I'm doing it. No, that. It's just a oh, tease. No, it's just there was a teasing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, Do you no. Have an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, Shit. it's well, not. I got that on Mother's Day like two years ago. I tell you what, though, it's. Have, do you know about the Apple Rings? About the rings on the Apple Watch, they track your like you have activity and goals, you're like stand exercise up, Jane. goals, and, and I have friends that I'm connected to, and all throughout the day, I get um, I get notifications that like Nadia, who's a corny, has has closed her activity ring, and she's done that by like midday, which is ten o'clock Australian time where she is. Uh, Sarah has closed her; she's corny too. And then, <laughs> and, and I get to the end of the day, and I'm like, congratulations, you achieved your stand up goal, which is standing up like once every hour for twelve hours. <laughs> That's good. There are times I'm when I've not achieved that goal, <laughs> but I wonder if my friends get the notification about that, like eleven thirty at night as I'm walking to bed. Jane's achieved her stand-up goal. Or do they get like a medic alert alarm and say Jane has not stood up today? <laughs> Jane might have died. Anyway, that's by the by. Gossip week. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. What's hot? Check it out. Oh, my God. There's so much hot hot goss on the spin-off. <laughs> you should look at, um, very proud of the A to Z the yeah. glossary of the glossary. Oh, the glossary. The glossary. I didn't even notice that. The glossary yeah. of gossip in New Zealand. It's got it's great little uh, great little mementos from times gone by. Nugs. Yep. Nugs. <laughs> um, there's also a great piece on Ellie Moore that yes. Alice Webler all wrote. Great interview about her reflecting on a horrible time mm. in the late 2000s when um, after she separated from Simon Dello and the bloody gossip mags outed her and were like stalking her and her family for weeks. Um, yeah, very harrowing. There's more fun stuff to come though. Felicity Ferret, if you remember the Metro... Uh, Furry columnist. We've got the best of her early noughties teasers, including. Ooh, should I spoil it? Well, it'll be on the site and rush to it. Run, don't walk. We've got a, we've got a Matrix star buying a certain kind of biscuit. Whoa, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Uh, also, there's a remember when that's just come out on celebrity rumors, and there's going to be another one later on this week on Bieber Mania slash Bieber Fever. Okay, let's get into the real news. Okay, 
Okay, do you want to start with the world news or the local? Ooh, take us big and then bring us home. Yeah, okay. that's what I think. World news. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go to wherever Eric Clapton and his daughter Ruth live. They have reconciled after a six-year feud, which started when he wore a Kermit the Frog outfit to what? his 70th birthday bash. I love everything about this story. <laughs> Holy shit. So why the rage at the Kerm? Okay, so, I mean, it's a little bit of a green hearing. Is <laughs> um, <laughs> it like a Pepe the Frog situation? No, she, she shared a bunch of photos on Twitter from the bash, and he got pissed off with her at sharing his personal Could you life. see his personal face, or is it like a frog head? I'm not sure. I never looked at the photos, <laughs> which is clearly bad journalism on my behalf. Um, but I just love how they sold the story that it was about the outfit. That that caused the rift. A six-year rift is a that's a big rift. Yeah, they're back together now though, so it's all fine. So, this is, so is there any New Zealand connection to this? No. So this is a This is real. That's not real entirely part. true. It's not entirely true. It was in the New Zealand Herald. <laughs> okay, yes. that's where I found the story, which is also where I found this story. The title is "Going Downhill Fast: Colon <laughs> Slip and Slide Show Halted Over <laughs> Explosive Diarrhea." I love oh. this story. <laughs> I love this. Okay, and the best bit about it is the picture that accompanies the article, which is just a stock image um, of someone going down a slip and slide, and clearly it's... It, Hold it, up, is this not a New Zealand story either? No. Come on, no, Harold. That photo is disgusting. No, but is that no that's, that's mud. That's just mud. So it's a guy going down a white slip and slide, um, and he's got all this mud trailing behind him because it's obviously wet and muddy, but they're kind of making it look like he's having diarrhea live on the slide. That guy should sue. <laughs> That's really sad to that guy. (laughs) He's just having a nice time. I feel like given New Zealand's history of, um, you know, not slip and slide, not, 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 you know, like just, just poos and pulls, let's be honest, (laughs) then like a a, a regular reader is just going to assume that that's a New Zealand based story. Yeah. I honestly think, this is becoming the fold again. Oh my God. Um, I just don't think it's in the Herald's interest to be publishing a story at that level from anywhere in the world. Okay, I think we need to have an intervention. You've got your own <laughs> no podcast. Okay, fold no more. Real fold pod campaign. <laughs> fold the fold. That, that's not going to make it better. That's going to make it too no outlet. <laughs> I think also it's interesting that this is like the next step of reality TV. Yes. Like just people scrambling up a... Slippery slope. (laughs) So this is a US reality TV show centred on a giant slip and slide and they were forced to halt production because they um, all the crew and cast got uh, Giardia. Giardia? Yeah. So there's nothing to say that anything explosive happened whilst on a slide, but I still love that they led me to believe that that was the case. Uh, Here's another one. This is local. You ready for this? I went deep. I went deep into the regional news to find this one. The title was Driftwood. Pup grabs bizarre beach bounty. And you're like, oh, the pup's got some driftwood. What's that? The wood it refers to is a sex toy. They've been clever. Wow. But wait, you want to wait like for Like a uns- wooden sex toy or no, no, got wood like it's kind got wood. Of, but right. are you ready for, the, are you ready for the, the uncensored version of the pick? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I need to look at that much more closely. It's a lovely brown dog wandering around. Uh, the dog's called Barney. The best thing is the dog is um, holding the what can I describe as a very lifelike veiny old <laughs> knob, and it's um, it's got it clenched by the ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. It's sort of a rubbery dildo-y type 
situation. I'm not well versed in sex um, toys. There's a lot of this going on, isn't there? Is there? I feel like every day there's a new story about like sex toy wash up or dog find sex toy or sex toy on the loose. But maybe that's just the nature of us becoming a more open-minded society and there just and being more sex toys production in the market. Online. Well, or also mm. that the media is less um, prim and proper. <laughs> The, the, the before that, it was just every dog running around like that, but they were just like, we couldn't possibly <laughs> offend yonder public. Anyway, this was at uh, local Mount Monganoi Beach, so if um, if you are missing your rubber-doodle, veiny, as Duncan mentioned, peachy pink in colour, um, and you're from the area, get in touch with Barney's owner. No, you okay. want that back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that's the end of the real news. Are we going to talk about Lord's, Lord's song, or is that just too... No, we should talk okay, about what it. Okay, what, what about it? <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm out. It. <laughs> yes, Lord's got a new song. Go listen to it. You're into what it. Do you th- what do you think? You're, you're, I think you might be the biggest Lord, Lord Stan I know. Well, I was very, I became very wrapped up in Stan Twitter, and I was interested in the story of, like, I feel like Lord Twitter was putting on a lot of pressure and maybe had a big hand in leaking the, the cover, and then also this... Well, they they uploaded the song. Someone uploaded the song. Yeah, that, iTunes accidentally, right? Well, yeah. I mean, except that I think that the snippets went up early, but I think that was the the planned release day, is my understanding. I found this on Twitter, which I thought was good. According to TMZ magazine, Lord's hard drive was hacked and files from her upcoming album were stolen. The hacker's location has been traced and leads to Demi Lovato's residence in Beverly Hills. What? How can that be real? Oh, it's probably Demi. not. But I love it. I love it as a as a theory. I also uh, have become quite obsessed with the detail. Um, the, that, oh, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's another rig. <laughs> um, that she started writing the song Larry David's Holiday Home, <laughs> being good friends with Cassie David. I don't know. I assume that Larry wasn't there, but I just like that cultural clash. What do you think Larry David would think of the song? Yeah, pretty, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hack. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, you I had to, though. I had to. My personal review, love the song, love the video. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the rest of the album. Where the... Um, did you get invited to be in the video? I didn't. What? No, um, just with the rest of Auckland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I moved house. Right, so, I got lost in the mail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Just not enough podcasters in the video. No. Altogether. Yeah. Renowned as some of the most lithe and handsome <laughs> uh, New Zealanders, and yet, hugely overlooked demo. Okay, let's go to Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. Colin's cranny, 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 cranny. Colin's cranny. This is just a PSA, really, to let you know that Colin is joining us for some lovely eats, some bakery eats, and some bubbles on Friday for a special pop-up version of the Real Pod to celebrate Gossip Week. It was a fabulous, fabulous uh, afternoon. I'm just haunted by the fact that that happened, and where Alex is now was Colin. No disrespect, yeah, but that was better. And all of the bake bakery and the champagne. It was delicious. Those those donuts. He's on to something with his passion <laughs> for those jam donuts. Good yeah. grief. Can we leak the tapes <laughs> Which of the, the biggest news from the pod that we are going to Colin's birthday? Ball. Birthday ball. His uh, 50th birthday I'm imagining ball. Met Gala style. 
We need to think about it. Really, we know. need to start. He's given now. us a decent run up. It's yeah. going to be sometime in May or something, right? Can't botch it. Can't botch it, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. I've thought about it a lot since he told me that news. Yeah. So anyway, listen to that podcast, and all this will make much more sense. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> this is fine. Reality check. Masked singer? Should we, should we wade through that first? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your enthusiasm? Oh, look, you know, I knew who everyone was. Still good to see them. Still good to see Jason them. Jason Kerrison's hair was a surprise. Hey, I loved it. I loved it too. I actually think if he had had that around the op shop era, it would have been a whole different career trajectory for him. Mm. I really mm. think. I mean, I think op shop did quite well in its time, but I think it would have carried on and he could be a global superstar with that hairdo. It's interesting because he was bald in well, Offshop era, right? Well, I think it was just a shaved head. I know, but it's interesting to – I thought people went bald just because they were going bald or were like a true bald. So you, <laughs> you front foot the baldness. By but then he has this gorgeous – Oh, he has beautiful, head of hair. beautiful You think it might be a, a sort of Michael Scott plugs like it was, situation? <laughs> yeah, a toupee. Um, it would sh- be crazy if he took the mask off and the toupee came <laughs> off as well. Well, because they really struggled, didn't they? It was- but we'd never know, would we? It would just be a bald head and we'd be like, there's Jason Kerrison as per. Unless we saw the little the toupee the fall toupee out. flop out. Jason <laughs> 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 Kerrison is not her toupee. Let's just <laughs> make that clear. I wanted to learn more about Jason Kerrison, what he's been up to, and I found an article on the Hero and I went to click on it. It was bloody paywalled, so I can't tell you. I've got a sub. Well, I think I have access to a sub too, but just I'm just making a point. Nothing on the spin-off paywall. I just am disappointed <laughs> in him for in the early stages of lockdown. Jesus, this is tense, but maybe I shouldn't. So in the early stages of lockdown, or maybe even before lockdown, I basically wanted to interview him about how it feels to have been right, mm. about having an arc, mm. and now how we were all desperately trying to scramble an arc together. And... Um, he uh, he didn't respond to my repeated texts, um, but you know, like he, was, he would have been underground. Been that's in true. Bunker in no, no, no reception yes. in the bunker. Um, Hang on, yeah, it, he's, does, he's, a, just, he's a famous prepper, basically. Does he have a bunker and an ark? Does he have both? I think they're one and the same. Right? They're one and the same. I imagine an ark with an underground experience. I'm imagining an ark sitting atop a, at a high point. Oh. it's like a dome. Yeah, we've seen it, right? And it's got cans and cans and cans in the sagging ceiling because there's so much food. I choose to imagine an ark like Noah's ark as portrayed in children's stories. <laughs> well, I was thinking if you had the right – like if you had like a sort of a, a disc that could be sort of partially submerged but also when the floods came, the air in it and if it was hermetically sealed, it might pop up and then float and it could do both. A barker. Right. So, Tuatara, look, I just need to come clean. I've only taken, like, notes for the first couple songs, and then I stopped and just watched and enjoyed like a regular person. And uh, and so I, this bit where I say who sang what, it's going to end pretty shortly. Okay, but Tuatara oh, That's my favourite bit. <laughs> sang somebody to love. Sharon wanted to hear more before deciding. That's when we realised we were going to get two songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think at the end you've got to have a guess. James are okay saying all of the All Blacks, not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Um, Lady reckons she knows who it is but was waiting for the next song, which, idiot, 
Get in there and say it. It's your chance to like, we've all been learned. wondering who it is. Well, we haven't. We've known. But everyone else be wondering who it is. Oh, say it. Claim your prize. And and be done with it. Because then what happened was she basically got zumped by, by Sharon in the next round. I will say I think the only person in New Zealand who didn't know was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> your dad listens to the podcast though, doesn't he? <clears throat> He's uh, only like a relatively active member of the corner. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. He doesn't have um, enough internet. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For this. But that no, sounds he was like very something surprised. someone says when you confront them about listening to your podcast. <laughs> 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 it's like I ran out. Industrial. <laughs> um, Lady Six managed to drop in Joel Shadbolt from LAB's name. Even, though, even, even, a, even if to say... It's not him. But didn't she also do Lisa Tomlinson as well? She's yeah. got a perfect record of mentioning LAB yeah, in did. every opportunity for the whole um, series. The weird thing here was that someone guessed, it was Lady who was like, it's definitely not Jeremy Redmore. But then they put up Jeremy Redmore's picture as a guest. And then two question marks. I think everyone's just clocked out. They're just like, show's nearly over. Just put up a picture. But it's like, <laughs> like Joe Cotton said, like, you know, the thing that she she enjoyed most about it was just doing something really really ridiculous and it and the f- incredibly low stakes of it. I think you could feel that from everyone. Like guessing doesn't matter. There's no the audience votes, but who cares? Like the whole thing is just like easily the lowest stakes entertainment mm. has ever been. It makes sense with the stars look like <laughs> the election or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, hard disagree. It was extremely high stakes for Jason Kirsten. He learned how to trill. Did he? Yes. What's trill? Like Mariah Carey, just like that. (laughs) He said he basically, he was trying to sing songs that he wouldn't ordinarily, like, learned all these different techniques and he, you know. But is that high stakes or is that just a nice thing to be paid to do? I think it's high stakes because he's he's got a new single coming and so his appearance on this show is uh, is high stakes for the return of Jason Kirison. If he did a bad job, if he was out round one, if he if he pulled a bloody Susie Cato, mm. um, that might be it. He gave it everything. It was interesting to me that he chose to redo Cake by the Ocean, which still still a bop, but easily his worst performance of the whole season, I thought. I can't get it's such a good song. It's no, such a good song, but he just t- totally butchered those like falsetto like interlude bits, like just terrible. Wow. But he Simon did Queen Powell. as well, didn't he? <laughs> Huh? He did Queen as well. He did yeah, a, no, like he, cra- he crushed a bunch of really um, difficult songs. Uh, but also, then couldn't handle Cake by the Ocean. <laughs> the best bit. Like DNC. Well, I think that speaks to the, the quality of that song. That it's, it's a much yeah, harder song to sing than you'd imagine. But then Queen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, best bit is that Jason Kirison sang at Sharon Casey's wedding. You know that I actually DJed Sharon Casey's Hensley? Oh my god! Claim to fame. So this is crazy. You know, me and Jason Kirsten essentially. I haven't got any. Did you do anything? Entourage. I didn't do anything. I didn't even. I feel bad. Get an you invite, should. but I did move house. So again, maybe invite All lost these, in the mail. Yeah. There are so many invites for me lost in the mail. Just yeah. sitting at New Zealand Post. <laughs> Okay, Joe Cotton. Oh, Joe Cotton. And again, you know, Joe uh, works with Sharon. Sharon really dropped the ball on these. Or did she? Do we believe that they didn't know from quite early on? Like, I do find it hard to believe that they didn't know. And there was nothing in the clues this week that really gave it away. They weren't, like, really, really obvious clues or anything. So for them to all suddenly get it right. Mm. Lady Six toured with Troy Kingy all summer. All summer? I mean, come on. Because I feel like voices are actually quite... 
this thing, like if you're a pro and you listen to someone a lot, you'd you'd pick up on little sort of husky, inflection-y kind of thing. But especially when they're dropping in names of their like singles and mm. albums and stuff, it's actually like you're a bad tour partner if you don't get it. <laughs> you know, it's like you haven't taken the time to get to know the, the artists that you're on tour with. But how long has she spent with LAB? Because that was just, <laughs> that was just looming so much larger. I assume <laughs> that she lives with LAB. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that she is Joel Shadbolt, <laughs> that she is Lisa Tomlin. She has shares in LAB. <laughs> like, there, there has to be some sort of incentive. Like if she got like 10 bucks for every time she mentioned LAB. Rich lady. Such a rich Very lady. Rich lady. <laughs> um, okay. I just I love Joe Cotton. I love to hear her sing again. I came out of it going, She's so next good. time she performs somewhere, I'm there. When Troy Kingy took off his sheep head and it just everyone normally holds on to their masks as they're doing their little post post reveal interview. And he just laid his on the ground and there was something really disturbing about seeing sheep's head just laying dead on the ground. I just have really strong feelings of Troy Kingy now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like affectionate ones. Yeah. yeah. I, I would see him guy. in a concert. Have you seen his first on the spin-off website? It's not out yet. I think I'm about to... Oh, uh, I'm we'll, we're watching it today. <laughs> <laughs> Do enjoy that. It's fresh. It's fresh from the Troy Kingy oven. Um, yeah, he was so great to talk to. Loved him a lot. Mm. Such a nice guy. It's funny that Reese was in that movie with him, but I guess they probably weren't, they never saw each other. I don't think the whole cast has to hang around because they both have relatively small parts. What about the rap party? Parts. That's true. Look, let's go back to Joe Cotton. Great Just singer. Great. Also, what a good singer. when she took off her mask... Like beautiful, just completely beautiful. beautiful. Completely seemed unaffected by the the heat, mm. and you know her face was pristine. To wear her big hair. fake eyelashes under that that horrible mask. It was quite a horrible mask. That it one was quite. It was, it was, like, it was very scary. Yeah, famously. I think it's. T- I think it's her time. Yeah, I agree. I think all three of them. Like if they did like a mask singer finalist tour, they could pack houses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like for someone like Troy Kingy in particular, who isn't like a capital P pop artist, but has a, like a lot of amazing material as a kind of a big exposure event. Like I can imagine there would have been some sort of is this a credible kind of thing to do? My I smash you, but I feel like it also just it says something about who you are as a person. That like yeah, I like all these like you know some some super famous and corny songs. I don't mind making a bit of a. You know, like doing this this kind of faintly mm. silly thing. I'm not such a like serious artist that I can't possibly do that because I don't think it impacts Troy Kingy's integrity as an artist over on the other side. Mm. So um, yeah, just just a cool thing to do. And then for the other two, it has a, just a big re-relevant splash. Mm. No, I was just going to say, I feel like, I mean, you kind of already said it, but like the format is so inherently embarrassing in <laughs> self-aware. There's, there's nothing to lose. <laughs> How can it go wrong for you? You know, you pre-record the songs, you wear a giant costume, you don't even have to worry about your face. You don't even have to dance. You just well, stand there. But you can. But you can. You can shake your little tuatara butt. I love that Troy King said he did it for his kids. Also like that the only there's no charity involved, but it's just about Sultana brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite uh, my favorite quote of the whole episode was Lady Six saying about Jason Kirsten, you can't mistake that voice <laughs> after spending Ten weeks mistaking that voice. Yeah, that's definitely Joel Shadbot. <laughs> and then, and then Jason kept it very real when he took off his mask. The first thing he said was, 
it's so hot. Like, it's so hot in there, which mm. is what we're all thinking. It's just mm. how hot must it be? And then he said, I've lost six kgs in the last three days. Bit of a Whoa. giveaway for how long filming took. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. But also, a mass singer workout plan. Let's oh, absolutely. Mm. Walk around in the Do we still, is the pav the still, still here? It really does not leave, does it? Does not leave. <laughs> it's very hard to get out the door. Um, before we finish, can we do a quick, who do we want to see season two? I don't know who. That was I want to spot. see people, I want to see Wing. Oh my mm. god! I no one will <laughs> guess that. No, they will though. The moment she opens her mouth, Erin <laughs> mm. Simpson, obviously. Michael Murphy. Michael Murphy would be great. Benny Tippini, I was thinking, was actually quite a good shout yeah. by some mm. of them. Like it's like the people who maybe didn't win but found fame. What about like Tom Bachelor? Do you remember Tom oh, Bachelor? Oh, so yeah. niche, but that would be so fun. I would love Tom Bachelor. I'd like to see some old school reality stars like like Sally Ridge, mm-hmm. um, Matthew Ridge, all the Ridges, wow, Cafe, Just what about like <laughs> Matthew Ridge, Jamie Ridge, Sally Ridge, Adam Perori, like Just the whole Mark Ellis, gang. the whole, <laughs> the whole gang, the gang. Get the yeah, gang if they just did them. seasons, which were <laughs> like devoted to these kind of <laughs> real niche uh, eras. Scotty Rocker, Scotty Rocker, <laughs> yeah, and Asia Rock. Anyone with rock in the name, <laughs> put them in. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to stretch. We'll be back uh, after we tell you to join the spinoff members. Kia ora, Justin Giovanetti here, and I'm the political editor at The Spinoff. This podcast, like so much of the work we do at The Spinoff, is made possible by the support of our members. To find out more about The Spinoff members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz and do it today. The Apprentice! We pick up where we left off with Mike Pirro strolling in to the, what do you call that, the debrief after the, after the last the foyer. execution. <laughs> the drafty foyer, because you're not allowed into the house proper. And he's like, you're not getting any sleep tonight because your next challenge starts right now. But did it? No, not really. <laughs> they, basically just, they basically just like decided their teams yeah. and who was going to be the PMs and then off to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but the brief was something like there's going to be 10 things that you need to get from around Auckland and I'm going to give you some clues and it's about strategy and logistics and the art of negotiation. Sounds Hilarious. Like, sounds like a lovely scavenger hunt. <laughs> it was the spin-off Christmas party from 2016. <laughs> oh, that was a, such an iconic Christmas party when Simon Day hit that ice cream out of my hand. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this episode for being a little bit of a departure from the previous format of kind of like these actually when you stop and think about making a food product doing the packaging the branding the pitches and making a whole advertising campaign in like two days Mm. it's really pretty impossible to show your skills in there because it's an impossible task to do properly whereas this find some things mooch around get some free jars yes (laughs) I could do this I, I actually just thought this was great television. Now, I've not seen The Amazing Race in any kind of meaningful way. What's The Amazing Race? <laughs> is it a, is it a big sort of scabby hunt? It's, uh, it's, it is kind of, but like on a much, much greater scale. Like you can't do greater than this. Surely. And it's racing. <laughs> it's like the first person to get to a certain checkpoint and then you get to advance and people miss planes and all sorts of things. It's but quite high stakes, high stress. Basically, I asked because I really enjoyed watching this and I think there is a Space for a, a low stakes scavenger Scabby. hunt, scavy <laughs> uh, hunt TV show out there in the world. Do That's you actually re- not a bad idea because also you could do product placement. You could sell each scavy oh. item yeah. for a price. Yeah. Should we pitch it? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Team Mana, uh, Gabe puts his name up for PM because Mike Pirro <laughs> told him he had to. Uh, Michael Michael subbed on this one and Team Tahi Olivia who I've been calling Nicole for the last long time because I, mm. I was conflating her with the other one um, and Stephen both wanted to be PM um, but she won that fight and and Stephen got to be sub PM <laughs> they had a lovely sleep in up at seven I love Stephen trying to um, I love Stephen for he was, I love Stephen <laughs> so much but when they were like do you have any experience leading like can you oh, deal yeah. with stress situation he's like content creation is stressful <laughs> <laughs> So that his, is our motto. His, his job is an influencer, basically, isn't it? I is don't it? know. That he, does he do stuff for actual companies or just his own personal brand? Because he's got quite a big following. I mean, he must do stuff for companies. On the, at the Buzzy Kiwi. Isn't the Buzzy Kiwi Hamish from The Bachelorettes? Didn't no. He the, have a very similar... No, he was a Travel Kiwi's photo oh, okay. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It was the a Bosch real combination. Bo- <laughs> a real Bosch. <laughs> But very similar vibe, like a very similar vibe. Um, (laughs) The buzzy kiwi. The buzzy kiwi. I think we should give him a column. (laughs) I'm just having a crazy idea. And it's just the buzzy kiwi's thoughts. (laughs) Alex, did you notice the breakfast spread? No. Oh, so, oh no, I mean, they're having like breakfast in the morning. It's just, it wasn't about the breakfast. So it's just a couple of the print eye discussing the printer stuff. But there was like, a massive spread of all different cereals and Sistema containers, and I think there was some cocoa pops there, and there was a bowl of fruit. You know, it's just like a, it was like a beautiful bougie camp. Sistema containers is, mm. is nice and sustainable too. They were like the cereal specific ones, mm. 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 high tower ones with a little flappy flap. Mm. Uh, when they did, <laughs> when they got their brief. Um, they were handed map books, which I thought was very 1984. But this yeah. is this is what was so cool about this was like the sort of cryptic clues and the fact that they just randomly couldn't use the internet. Like it was so arbitrary that I and it made it a lot better to watch. But there was no real explanation for it. Like yeah. you only had normally they have some like real stupid to show your resourcefulness <laughs> in the event of disaster strike. You know, it's just like yeah. no, nah, this is just a. You yeah, know. and you can still use your phones. You still use your fancy flip phones to ring. But we've turned but off the we've data. We've turned off your data. <laughs> like, I assume that it would knows? be like a, a yellow placement or something. Like, to, you know, like, like there was. there was, right. But it never came. It was just. Or maybe they were pitching it and the contract like, um, was never signed or something. Finding Jay Smith. Do you remember that? Yes. It was sponsored by Vodafone. Yes. <laughs> it was just ringing all the Jay Smiths <laughs> in New Zealand. <laughs> Look, <laughs> does that really happen? Yeah. They must have been terrible for Jay Smiths. Yeah. Presumably it was because they just wanted to get them on the phone, right? And Because they're like, what's his name? Tony ringing people and, oh, it was and pretending like he knew what he was asking for <laughs> and having the people on the other end of the phone go, I have no idea what that is. What <laughs> yeah. is it? And him sort of going, well, it's a, it's a grey flat. It's a flat. It's a flat, 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 flat. You've you rung a butcher's mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. And then Erna just absolutely losing the plot. Those two, hell of a time. They yeah. had such great, a good time. iconic duo. <laughs> out the road. I want to see more of those two together. So fun. Also enjoyed the fact that they just did not seem to leave the car for almost the entire episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> just sort of rocking around. That's because they couldn't figure out what it was they were supposed to find. They did, they did have a couple of the hardest ones. They had the grey flat. I don't know what that was. I know that a mullet's a fish, but I thought it was some sort of screwdriver. I thought wig. <laughs> I thought wig. <laughs> flat. <laughs> I thought wig. Great like, flat-haired mullet. Like, head to look sharp. <laughs> How is that not a wig? 
<laughs> and then what was the other one? The other one was the um, the gravestone wine. Oh, yeah. That was really difficult. Yeah. Because the, those were like characteristics of it, right? Yeah. yeah. It seemed like a miracle. Like some of them were cryptic Stephen and some of them were it. just very not, yeah. you know, like an yeah. Auckland essence. And they're like crown Lynn swan and they're like, what does it mean? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> poor Stephen said that he doesn't know a lot though because he's from, from Invercargill. Invercargill. <laughs> <laughs> Never a truer word. Um, no... We Sell Mowers was my favourite <laughs> Oh, yeah, when he was looking for wool. For wool. What's the name of that mower shop? That's what I want to know. That made him think that they might sell wool. Uh, my favourite <laughs> moment in the whole thing, which I honestly think they should have been penalised for, was uh, was Michael like using his <laughs> crazy hulked-out strength to rip the Pukeko detail <laughs> to, to, to be just like eight of the exact same bird. And it still had said tea towel on the back, so it was fine. Well, I think that I, I agree with Cassie on that one. That's innovation. That's, but that's, that's just not that's lateral thinking. I would have contested when it said eight native birds on a tea towel. That tea towel had eight native birds on it. It didn't say no more, no less. Well, then didn't, by that you could say that the because you bought the lavender oil in Auckland, it was Auckland originated. No, Auckland distilled. distilled. That was specific. Okay. Damn it. I was impressed Cut by Michael out. when Michael went to the fruit shop. Leave and it was in. Just like, he was like, all right, Matt, we'll go out the back. And like new fruit stuff. Like I wouldn't know that you go out the back and be like, give me a box of fruit. Whatever fruit. Hang Whatever on, wait. Fruit. You didn't know that at a fruit shop out the back they've got fruit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I didn't know they had like the dud kind of like B-side of fruit in the back. You know, like Bruce I just fruit. thought... Yeah, Bruce fruit. It's not a giant leap, is it, to think that... No, it's not, <laughs> but I wouldn't think like... I just feel he knows his fruit industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be haggling for the, you know, the fruit at the front. Is what but I'm you're saying. honestly like drinking the most fruit that you've engaged <laughs> with in a long time. I have a lot of fruit today. Okay, <laughs> I have a question for you. Who is the dark-haired girl? Uh, yeah, where has she been all my is show? Megan? Well, I know that now only because she became such a hot topic in right? the elimination. I said the same thing to Nikki. Like, I've been watching the show very closely for a long time. I've never seen you before. She's definitely not been a PM or a sub PM or been a speaking a, role <laughs> or on camera in any way at any time. It's crazy. crazy. She's the one that should have been brought in the boardroom, right? But they probably forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> like Olivia got fired for not bringing in who should have been fired because <laughs> you know the judges so didn't know who she was either. Mm. And she Amazing. did literally nothing. Amazing. Hey, can can I have a favorite? non-core cast member of the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. 90 cent discount lady. Love it. Oh, mate. <laughs> she was <laughs> pissed about the whole thing. She's just not given... No. She, she was like, you can pay what it says on the sticker. Yeah. <laughs> you little shits. And she like rolled her eyes at she, the camera yeah. at one point. Like, she was cross. Really funny. She's trying to make a living post-COVID era. Furious plant seller. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Because like, I mean, because a bunch of those shops were quite touristy. And it does feel a bit weird, this, like, I mean, obviously they're getting publicity out of it, but then they're just, like, trying to gouge out as much of a discount as possible from these, like, mm. struggling retailers. And I just loved her. Her mentality was, nah, it's got a price on it, mate. She's like, I can wrap it for you for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Gabe, I mean, I feel like Gabe was not a great negotiator. He was just sort of like, please. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that would be me. I mean, to be fair, I don't even think I'd ask for a discount. I'd just be like, I'll give you keep the change. I'll pay you more. Yeah, I'll pay yeah. you more. Sorry. It's a horrible <laughs> thing to have to do, but I loved Michael's tactic. If I was ever going to negotiate, not going to happen, but if I was, I would use the, can we say six on a handshake? <laughs> 
on a handshake awesome. is so good. I'll give you a handshake. You give me some of your money. <laughs> hey, it worked every money. time. It was like such a charming little a little thing. <laughs> Team Mana made $298, but they got penalised $15 for getting their lavender oil from not distilled in Auckland version. It's Team Tahi, $330. They end up in the elimination. Quite a heated exchange over the picnic table outdoors. Love um, that. Yeah, Olivia gets eliminated because she brought the wrong two people into the boardroom. However, we get back to the house and more fighting <sighs> takes place. It was really, really tense. It was proper. And Stephen <laughs> just went ham. Did you hear JT's feedback on myself? <laughs> and all he wanted to, all he wanted Tony to do was say, "Yeah, your, your feedback was valid." But but t- t- Tony's like. I don't listen to anything unless it's about me. (laughs) It didn't feel like the the best defense. Like I I sort of got it on one level and another. It just sounded like even by the standards of reality TV show contestants, like sort of so self-involved that it's going to make you lose the show. The one thing that I thought really didn't get covered in that debrief was when when, uh, Gabe said, who do you think should have been in the boardroom then? And he was like, well, uh, Stephen and Megan. And Gabe was like, why? And then he went into this big thing about Stephen. It's like, why? It's because Megan is the reason Olivia got fired. They never even mentioned Megan's name as to why she should have been in the boardroom. Did they not even say she's there? They can't see. She's got like an invisibility cloak or something. <laughs> oh my it's, God. It's, it's a very strange thing to be this deep into a show and us all have that who is she mm. reaction. Maybe she'll win purely based on the fact that no one's going to take her to the boardroom because no one knows she's there and she'll just be last man standing. I mean, amazing tactic, right? It's incredible. Okay, that's our podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Tina. And I do hope you're all enjoying Gossip Week on the spinoff. Click it. Don't forget Colin with Sarah Jeffrey on the special pop-up podcast on Friday. Bye. Hello for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi. Te ai he butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.